Welcome to By the Fiberside, a knitting and spinning podcast from somewhere in the western half of Canada. Episode 76, Stitch by Stitch. I finished my wedding shawl. There were times, as I was working through the last chart, the the one that accounted for over 25% of the total stitches, where I was not sure I would ever see the end. Each row took so long, increasing as it did in fits and starts, sometimes two stitches per pattern row, sometimes 70. And then the three-session, even more interminable crocheted pico bind-off, but at last I reached the end. I cut the yarn, wove in the ends, washed and blocked it, and it is everything I had hoped for when I started. Large but not overwhelming, sits easily on the shoulders because of the deep crescent construction, soft from the merino but extremely drapey from the silk, and the absolute perfect shawl to wear on my wedding day. And now that I have reached the end of this project, I can reflect back on the process that it took to get there. For whatever reason, I adore large and sometimes complicated knitting projects. Now that one large project is done, I have been looking at the queen-sized blanket I started to knit a couple years ago from the yarn that used to be my four-year cabled sweater that ended up not fitting in the end. The blanket is less than a hand span in height so far, and I doubt I've knit up more than one of the 14 skeins of yarn I have. But the pattern is lovely, and the yarn will work much better as a blanket than a sweater anyways, so I'll keep plugging away at it. And yet, sometimes when I'm working on it, I feel overwhelmed by the actual size of the project I've taken on. When that happens, I remember someone who came one day to our knitting group in St. Albert, carrying her own large Afghan project with her. You see, she had started it for her son several years ago, and he'd been waiting patiently. But now it was a few months before his 16th birthday, and she had promised that she would finish it by then. She came to the group for some technical help, but also expressed her feeling of being overwhelmed by the task that she'd set for herself. This was where I whipped out my phone and opened up my calculator app. We figured out exactly how many more rows she needed to knit to complete the pattern from where she was that day, and exactly how many more days there were between then and her deadline, took off a few days for washing and drying and to give her a bit of a buffer, and then divided the number of rows by the number of days and came up with the number four. She only had to knit four rows a day to finish the blanket on time. And if she felt like knitting more that day, she could, but if she only got the four done, she was still fine. She left that night with a huge weight off her shoulders. Instead of the idea of finishing half a blanket paralyzing her, breaking it down into more manageable chunks lifted her paralysis. And a few months later, well before her son's birthday, she brought in the finished blanket to show us. I've been remembering this event a lot over the last week, and not just because I finished the wedding shawl and I'm thinking about focusing on a blanket. No, rather, life has conspired to remind me exactly how much it's like knitting. Last weekend, Randy and I spent Saturday helping a friend start tidying her house. 
Between her busyness with work and various other factors in her life, things had just gotten away from her, and she had reached the point of paralysis, where she knew what needed to be done, but the whole of it was so overwhelming, she didn't know where to start. So, Randy packed up and took a load of garbage to the dump, and I folded laundry and then did dishes, which, between the two of them, took me five hours. I made little category cards and had her place them on shelves in her kitchen cupboard so she could get a better handle on what would go where. While I was doing dishes, I told her to start going through her clothes and do a closet purge and set aside any kitchenware and clothing to go to charity. It was a long day for all of us, but we made a dent in what had to be done. And all week, she's been saying that it's now fun to do a little work organizing the house when she has a chance, because it has been broken down into discrete steps, and she can now see the plan and work on it. But it's other things, too. Things like working at getting all of our year-end business expenses into a spreadsheet, and knowing I need to start using the miracle balls to make changes in my muscles and pain levels, just like Randy's doing and thinking about home repairs and maintenance to be done when the weather shifts more into spring that remind me how easy it is to become paralyzed by the enormity of the task in front of you. But in all these cases, success comes down to breaking the task down into discrete parts and then working away at them. Can we get all the food receipts done for one quarter tonight? Can I pick just one body part and start there? Can I start in the front yard and work my way around? Yes, I can. And with that start comes progress. Stitches are small, and individually they don't take a lot of time. There were 40,360 stitches in my wedding shawl, 777 in the final rows alone, and that takes time. But each stitch I did meant that there was one less to do before I reached my goal, and it is the same with actions. An hour spent entering receipts, or folding laundry, or laying with a miracle ball in my sacroiliac joint, or knitting on a ridiculous queen-size blanket is a step towards the final goal. An hour that I don't have to spend again because it is done. And I can spare an hour to work towards the end goal because I'm not trying to get it all done at once. I recognize that most projects, in knitting or in life, are not finished in one sitting, nor should they be. What is life if not a journey? And is it a journey if it's over quickly? No. Task by task, action by action, stitch by stitch. That is what makes a life. Thanks for listening. This is By the Fiberside. Fiberside Apology. I want to apologize for the lateness and shortness of this episode. I uh, had a really busy weekend, uh, was really tired, had planned to sit down Monday night and get the podcast out. And Monday morning, I tripped on a cord and fell and really, really wrenched my left leg. So I've been fighting with extra levels of pain for the last week. We've been doing a lot of laser, so that's been keeping it under control. But I just, uh, you know, it, it's it, when you live with chronic pain, you get used to a certain level and get used to functioning at a certain level. And then when you have something above that, 
all bets are off. So I'm recording this on Thursday night. I'm going to be editing it on Friday morning and putting this out almost a week late. And I'm not going to be doing any of the regular segments in this episode, simply because, again, brain power is lacking at this time of night. But there's only a week more until episode 77. So at that point, I should be through most of this. Like I said, we're doing a lot of of work to keep my pain under control and get this injury healing. And yes, I will be back in a week with the full episode. Thank you for joining me for episode 76. By the Fiberside is a bi-weekly podcast, and I look forward to bringing you episode 77 on February 9th, 2020. Show notes for this episode can be found at www.bythefiberside.com. Join the discussion on Facebook or Ravelry. If you need to get in touch with me directly, you can email me at bythefiberside, that's F-I-B-R-E, at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. This is By the Fiberside.